Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here to help make moms like you know that you're not alone. Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking with Katie and learning all about Katie's adventures in breastfeeding. Hello, Katie. Hey. I like How are you doing? Adventures in breastfeeding. Oh. Well, it, it was definitely an adventure for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have. it has been for sure. Yeah, and you've uh, done it successfully with both children. Yes. I breastfed with Freya for 12 months and then with Finn for just about 14 months. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that it was like extra long with Finn. Yeah, it just worked out with um, when I went back to work. I had the sun because I went back to work the week of the, the last week of school at the end of June. I could then yeah. go the summer. So I weaned him off a probably 90% of feedings, but I was still feeding him 10% um, at night when I went back to work. And then I carried that over into the summer just to slowly wean him off. So I got yeah. a couple, a little bit of extra time nursing him than I did with Freya because I went back to Freya after she, when they were born. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just based on their months. Cause Freya was born in August and Finn was born in June. And you're, of course, a teacher, so you had to go back to school in September. Yeah, and, you know, teaching does not really offer itself to having the ability to pump <laughs> in a pumping yeah. room or on break because, you know, there's not much break going on. Um, yeah. You know, scarfing down your lunch and peeing at the same time does not lend itself to a 20- or 30-minute pumping session. So, yeah, I... I had to wean them off and stop breastfeeding when I went back to work. Yeah. So why don't you start at the beginning with Freya? Because that's when you first started breastfeeding and getting into the rhythm of how it, how it happens. Um, yeah, start there and then uh, you can tell us your story. Okay. So um, I've had some pretty crazy, I've pretty much had every possible thing happen to me with breastfeeding. Um, so as you know, both of my, as listeners know, both Freya and Finn are both preemies and every preemie is different, but, um, so Freya, my first, she was born and could not breastfeed right away. Um, she was too small. She did not have the strength. She also did not have, um, the suck, swallow and breathe reflex that comes with full term babies. Um, mm -hmm. so like if she started to suck, well, she didn't actually know how to suck but she would stop breathing. Um, and so we had to teach her how to suck, swallow and breathe 
so that she um, was act would actually be successful in feeding. Um, so so hold on, just little yeah little stop. Yeah. Um, so how did they feed? How did you feed her? So um, Freya would start off. So I did what is called triple feeding. So uh -huh. I would bring her to the breast and I would try and attempt a, a latch. Um, and because of her size and her strength, she was not able to latch, but it was the process of getting that kind of, uh, situational awareness so that she would get used to the smell. She would kind of look, she would root, it would help mm -hmm. bring my milk in. Um, and it would kind of form her mouth so that she could eventually nurse. Um, mm -hmm. so I, an attempt to latch, we would try for maybe we would start, I think we started off at two minutes, like we would have her at the breast for two minutes. And then we would, because at that point she was burning more calories than she was taking in and we mm -hmm. needed to conserve all her energy. Um, so I would, an attempt to latch. And if she latched, that was great. If she didn't, if she got colostrum, that's mm -hmm. great. Um, before my milk came in. So an attempted latch. And then from there, Freya was bottle fed um, with like a 10 ounce or, um, a 10 mil bottle like we started super tiny she started off with an eyedropper and then moved to a little single serve bottle of formula and then once that feeding was done she would go back to sleep and then i would pump so i would attempt bottle feed and then pump and then with the process yeah it would take a yeah. lot of time and so triple feeding and you know what i did triple feeding with both of them uh, with Finn as well and so it helped bring my milk in um, and then but it does take a lot of time and my milk was you know being a first-time mom not nursing not having nursed before my my milk was slower my um, amount wasn't as big so I wasn't producing all that much because she wasn't stimulating the production um, so she was bottle fed with formula she was on a three week, a three hour schedule, feeding schedule. Um, mm -hmm. and we stuck to that like clockwork. Um, and then after about two and a half weeks, so Freya was about two and a half weeks old, we were home. Um, and I got severe mastitis and it was the long weekend. Very um, severe. Like really severe. Yeah. I was hospitalized on IV antibiotics. It was so bad that it was the long weekend. Um, so it was Labor Day weekend. In, in Ontario and and so we were going up to the cottage and P Peter was like no I don't think we should go up and I was like yeah yeah like oh I don't think it's that bad and then I don't remember the drive up because um, like, you were in so much pain I was in so much pain my fever was so high that I was hallucinating and then once we got to the cottage my mom and my aunt were like oh my god like you need to go to the hospital so we went to the hospital in my cottage town and um, to emerge and and they were like, oh, my God, like, you're so sick. Um, <laughs> funny, but, but not funny. Like, yeah, yeah and like, very they, serious. They yeah. Admitted, admitted me to, uh, well, they admitted me as an outpatient because of Frey. They didn't want me staying in um, the hospital mm -hmm. overnight and away from her because she was still a preemie, nowhere near her due date. I was mm -hmm. still feeding every three hours. Um, so I would go in every couple of hours, just walk into this room that I had get my antibiotics hooked up, go through the service of antibiotics, then go home for a couple more hours. And then I, I did that for two days. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the antibiotics killed my supply. So I really struggled with that, like rebuilding it. 
And I just kept going with triple feeding attempt, bottle feed, and then uh, pump to build up my supply again. And it took Freya about two months. I think she was eight weeks, maybe nine weeks before she nursed her first full meal where she was not supplemented. Mm -hmm. And that's her first single meal. So that of in a 24 hour period, you have three. So 24 divided by three, you know, Mm -hmm. so of that time, she, that was one meal. And so it took her a really long time to build up that strength. And meanwhile, I was still building up my supply because my antibiotics had killed it. I was using oats. I was using, uh, herbal supplements. I was drinking like gallons of water. I was power pumping where like you pump for 10 Mm -hmm. rest, pump for 10 rest. So I was doing all that. Um, and then after she ate her first meal, it kind of just went up from there. She built up her stamina. She built up her strength. It was great. And I successfully nursed her for 12 months. Like it was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn, again, a preemie, um, and also a trauma birth. He did, he was not strong enough also, um, did not have the suck, swallow and breathe reflex. Um, but on top of that, he had a NG, so a nasal gastro tube, feeding tube put in mm-hmm. on the, what was it? He was hooked up to a lot of stuff. He was. Yeah. And so he had a nasal, an NG tube where it's a feeding tube that runs through his nose down straight into his stomach. Um, and he was on a three, a strict three hour feeding schedule, just like Freya was. And I was okay with that because I really liked the three hour feeding schedule. Mm-hmm. It gave me... I know a lot of people that I've talked to have always said, oh my God, I can't imagine doing that, feeding every three hours. And I did, I did to, that. I know I was bottle feeding, but, yeah, but I was I, on a strict, I yeah, really, every three I, hours. I thought it yeah. was really, I liked the predictability of it. I was able Me to too. plan things and yep. like, okay, if I leave now, I have this amount of time to go get groceries yeah. before I need to feed. Um, yep. So I really liked it. Um And so with the NG tube, I was still, I was triple feeding as well, just like I did with Freya. His was slightly different um, in the sense because I had had breastfed before. So my milk came in a lot faster and was like really, I had a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. Um, So rather than being fed with formula, I had more than enough. um, Because your body already knew what it was doing, right? Yeah. And so I had a lot of breast milk. Like I had a lot of nurses comment in the NICU saying like, we've never, like we very rarely see like this amount of like two day postpartum, like having your milk come in and then like one week having a pumping session. And then I had two freezers of food of milk uh, that was frozen when we transferred. So I had a garbage bag of bottles that I had to carry. Now Um, would that, would that, partially be because so Finn is less than two years younger than Freya yeah he's so you would have gone what like so you would have gone like um I can't can't even do simple math in my head I had gone 12 10 10 months right 10 months in between finishing breastfeeding Freya and starting and then having Finn yeah so that um, might have helped it. You, like you had, you hadn't been a full year without breastfeeding. No, and point. I wasn't dry, right? Because when you yeah. stop breastfeeding, you still have milk in your breasts for yeah. very long after. Um, yeah. 
like some people have it for years. Um, so I would, um, getting back to Finn, like I had a lot of milk. My supply was really strong, which was great. So that allowed me to have, um, I would attempt nursing him with the NG tube still in his, in his nose because that would never come out um, until they had to change them. Uh, so I would attempt a, a latch and mm -hmm. sometimes he got a couple sucks in there and then he would be exhausted. So we, again, were limiting and conserving his energy. So we would attempt bring him to the breast and then we would bottle feed. So he was a gravity fed NG tube. So it wasn't forced by syringe. We just filled the, um, the top of the bottle that had the tube attached and then just held like let gravity just drop it into his stomach. And we mm -hmm. used my breast milk for that. Um, and then after that, I would go and pump every three hours. Um, and then Finn, let's see, while I was pumping in the NICU, uh, I tore my left nipple in the flange <laughs> of my, yeah. yeah. So that was excruciating. Yes. Because I literally at the base of my nipple tore it and ripped it. And every time I would pump, it would further tear my nipple. Oh. Uh, so I had to, I didn't, I wasn't able to stop pumping on that side because that would have caused me to get mastitis because once you get mastitis, you're more susceptible to having mastitis, like again, further down the line. Um, and that was a huge fear of mine. So I no, had to, cause really what's, what's worse, mastitis or a ripped nipple? They both sound awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Like they're, you can't even compare them together because but you don't really want either one of them. No, you don't want either no. of them. Like it yeah. sucks. Both of them suck. Uh -huh. Um, I've, so I ended up using a, uh, a nipple shield, shield? with yeah. on that nipple, um, which was also because Finn was a terrible latch. He was horrible at it. Um, and he didn't have a tongue high or anything. He just was really terrible at it. Um, yeah. so eventually I was able to heal my nipple. Um, I used the nipple shield for a while. It, nothing really helped his latch at all. And honestly, I remember it was four months and six days of absolutely excruciating pain whenever I had to feed him. Like really where and you I would stuck have, at it. I would be <laughs> nursing him and I would be struggling to catch my breath because of the oh. pain. Um, I would be like my That toes, is dedication. My toes would be curling. I would be like gagging from the pain because making me want to throw up because of how horrible and painful it was. Like tears, everything. Like it was horrible. I saw lactation consultants. I saw doctors, like nothing helped. I was doing everything right. I mm -hmm. was doing all the different positions just like I did with Freya. Cause I saw LC's, I saw lactation consultants with Freya and I would use my different positions and nothing helped. The shield helped a little bit, but really it was four months and six days of absolutely excruciating pain. And for every day, I was like, I think this will be the last time that I feed him, I breastfeed him because I don't know if I can do this longer. Mm -hmm. and I don't know what made me keep going um, because there's nothing wrong with formula feeding at no, all. There's no. nothing wrong with it. Like 
Freya was formula fed as well. Like your kids, I know so many people were formula fed. I have no issue with formula fed feeding. I just don't know why I didn't stop. And I think I feel- some, sometimes it's because you gave, you gave the first child all this, this, you know, food from your body. So you yeah. feel like you have to do the same thing with the second child. Yeah. I don't know. And part, Maybe. Of, part of me, I do remember part of me being like, okay, like, you know, thinking I need to be able to breastfeed him. And I was like, I, you know what, I might just pump and bottle feed him. But he, he was terrible at bottle feeding as well. He could not latch on a bottle. He could not drink from a bottle. He hated it. So I was like, mm-hmm. how am I going to feed this baby when he will not, like, it's killing me to breastfeed him, but he's still feeding. Or mm-hmm. do I take my own comfort into consideration and give him a bottle where he can't drink from a bottle? Like mm-hmm. he just would not be able to do it. And so I kind of sucked it up. It was horrible. And part of it too was like, I know he needs some breast breast milk just with the fear of the, the uh, brain damage from his trauma and everything. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, trying everything possible to kind of help the scarring in his brain. And, and so I was like, I just stuck it out it was horrible. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, you need to stop, just stop. You're killing yourself. Like, this is horrible. It was not nice to watch me because I would try not to react and like, (laughs) but I stuck through it. And then four months and six days, the next morning, it was like a light bulb went off in his head. He was like, I'm just going to feed. And there was no pain. I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything differently. It just all of a sudden clicked. He was just ready. Yeah, yeah, it took him. He was just a slow start. Yeah. And thank God, thank God, like he was able to finally figure it out because I really was, I was going to stop because I could not do it anymore. It was just so much pain. And then after that, it was smooth sailing. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. So I was really lucky, but I had a lot of hurdles, a lot of hurdles. With both of them. Yeah. And, and both different hurdles, right? Yeah. And like, because breastfeeding is hard. It is. Yeah. You know, you everyone, sit- everyone thinks that breastfeeding, oh yeah, you just whip your boob out and the kid yeah. takes it. That's totally, <laughs> no, it's yeah, not like absolutely. That. That's totally what I thought it was. I was like, okay, you know, like it's natural, like it's this natural thing where you just, this baby is going to want to just attach and just drink all your milk and it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. No, breastfeeding is hard ass work yeah hard ass work and breastfeeding pumping work. anything that has to do with yeah and pumping eating. oh my god there's a whole nother world with pumping because like yeah I it's exhausting pumping yeah. is exhausting and there's nothing more like makes you feel more like a cow than <laughs> pumping <laughs> that's when true totally sitting topless in the middle of the night watching with this thing attached to you and like guys grocery games <laughs> while you're milking like yeah, it's super hot. It's <laughs> yeah. super hot and yeah, hard, hard work. So what did you like most about breastfeeding? Okay, so this is going to sound super selfish. Well, there's a couple of things that I really liked. So I liked that it didn't cost me any money. Mm-hmm. Right? It's money. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love that. I liked, now I was not someone who nursed in public a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a comfort nurser. So I, if I was well, going and, out, and your kids were scheduled, so you yeah. knew when you had to feed. Yeah, yeah. So I worked my schedule around their schedule. Yeah. 
Um, if I was out, I would take pumped milk just because I was, but I would still, if it was a short, I would have pumped milk. If it was, I would just go. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was the price, but I really loved the one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Just the two of us, because I would, if it was during the day, I would be on the couch and I would just be comfortable. We would just sit and it would just be like when it was Freya and I, it would just be the two of us. And then when it Finn, it was really nice to see Freya would, I was really worried about, you know, having a not even two year old yet. And then a newborn mm-hmm. and having to like entertain Freya while I was nursing and trying to figure that out. But Freya did really great. She would come and sit and she would like look and then sometimes she would play. It was just nice to sit that calm piece. And then when I was by myself or when somebody was home, they would stay with Freya. I loved going upstairs and I did this with Freya too. I would go sit in my room and I loved watching Netflix while I nursed. While you nursed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like Just some you time with the baby. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And I had like my watch list of all these things that I wanted to watch. And I just would work my way through my watch list. And it was just my quiet one-on-one time with the baby. We'd sit and we'd burp and I'd feed them a little bit more and then they'd go to sleep. And yeah, I liked the one-on-one time. I liked that it was it's cheap. A, it's a fond memory for you now. And then as the kids get older, right, you, know, you still get to look back on like some of those things that you cherish. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, Obviously with Finn, I was not, I didn't get as much Netflix time while I was (laughs) breastfeeding and I was doing it more in public um, because we would be out. Like if we were in the backyard, then I would just nurse in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because you had another kid that you still had to take care of. Yeah. It's completely, it really is different with the second child and we'll probably do a podcast on that later. Yeah, we should totally, we should totally talk but, about that. Yeah, how, yeah, how things shifted from like one to, mm-hmm. well, I guess three in my case. Yeah, two to three. Uh, three. One to so uh, what didn't you like about breastfeeding? Oh, how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like the pain, because I went in thinking that, you know, it was going to be easy. I didn't want, I don't, I don't want to say that. I knew that breastfeeding was hard. I had talked mm-hmm. to enough people to know that like the reality is that, yeah, it's hard. I didn't realize how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the pain associated with it, um, like that was next level pain. And I was doing it every three hours with Finn. Freya, mm-hmm. the stress, because there's that whole unknown with breastfeeding because you don't know how much they're taking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I really liked about the bottle feeding was I how was able to measure and know exactly how much Freya was getting in because Freya was a hard, she really struggled gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Um, she was so tiny. So tiny. She really was. Yeah. yeah. And so she really, really struggled gaining weight. Um, and so it was a really, it was a way to kind of ease our stress of knowing exactly how much she had as first time parents, like, Oh my gosh, it was so scary knowing Mm -hmm. that like we had this tiny, tiny baby and she was not getting as much, like she was slowly gaining. Like we were happy if she gained half a pound in a Mm -hmm. month, like she was such a slow gainer. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't, this, the unknown of breastfeeding is really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because you don't actually know how much they're taking in. But with that being said, most babies, like full-term healthy babies, they eat until they're full. And then mm-hmm. when they pop off, they're done. Like they're really good at self-regulating themselves. They don't make themselves sick in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then if they do, then, you know, you burp them and they throw up and you're good to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I had that too. Both of mine had reflex, right? Which goes with being a preemie. So yeah. it was a projectile vomiter. Um, so it was Porter. Yes, Porter was a very big vomiter. Yeah, was bad. Yeah, the two of them were, Frey could like shoot across the room and she was on yeah. medication. Freya was on medication. Finn never got put on medication because he was not losing weight. Freya was losing weight and yeah. not able to sustain her weight with her reflux. Um, but yeah, the, I would say the unknown and the, the challenge of it because in reality it's hard, but it is, it really is pretty amazing what you can do. Like breastfeeding is a really amazing thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The whole birthing process is mm-hmm. that pregnancy, birthing, breastfeeding, all that stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Once, you've, once you've experienced it, you're like, oh my gosh, look at my body. Look how wonderful it is. I know. So then what would you change about your breastfeeding experience if you could change something? Well, that's a really good question. What would I change? And there might be nothing. Um, you know, my quick, like funny answer would be that, uh, my next baby would know, come out knowing how to (laughs) feed and have a perfect latch. Um, but you know what? Like, I don't know if I would change anything. Yeah. I think because you you tried everything. Like even when Finn had the issues with the latching. You still mm-hmm. tried everything, right? I tried everything. And I was going to L- different LCs. I think I went to three different LCs. And, and like, they were like, you're doing everything that we need to, like, you need to be doing. Like, this is mm-hmm. on him. Like, it was just, yeah. there was nothing more that I could have done. It was totally on his, his strength and, like, his ability. Yeah. Um, what would I change? I don't know if I would change anything. Would I love not to get mastitis? Absolutely. Would I love to have a perfect latch? Yes, absolutely. But with that being said, thinking reflectively back, I think if I said I wanted to change change something, I think that would mean that I I need to change my experiences. And Mm -hmm. I think those experiences have made me a stronger mom Mm -hmm. in the moment. They were really hard, really hard. But now thinking back and like, wow, like I really like toughed it out and like showed balls doing that. And like, really. Sometimes when we do something that's really hard and we push ourselves, like that Mm -hmm. becomes even more rewarding. Like when you can look back on it. Yeah. Like I'm really proud of myself for, overcoming the obstacles with both Freya and Finn. Um, Because to be honest, I think a lot of times people, like when you're faced with challenges, you, if they're really hard and you're under stress, like it's always, it can just be easier to give up and stop. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you need to do what's best for you. And I know like for Finn, I was really motivated to try and 
have the best outcome for him with his health mm-hmm. um, because I was really worried about what was going on um, and what was kind of the result of his trauma and the fear that that was that I had for him. Um, so I was pretty much willing to do anything that I could. And I knew that breast milk ultimately was, would have been the best thing for, for us to try and help his brain development, mm-hmm. um, and his brain recovery. I don't think I would change anything to be honest. Mm-hmm. They, they've made me strong and I've learned a lot from them. And you know what, if I have another baby, then I will have lessons and experiences that I can bring forward to help me overcome whatever challenges I face with feeding next time. Who knows if I have another baby, I might not be able to breastfeed. Who knows? Like everybody's different. Every pregnancy is different. Every birth is different. Like, um, and I think a lot of people think that, oh, if I had this experience, I'll have the same one with the next one. It's not that way at all. So you're right. Hopefully you can breastfeed again, but you might not be able to, depending yeah. on on who the third one is and, um, you know, even your body. Because yeah. every time you have a baby, you're a little bit older and things are a little bit different. So you never know. Yeah. Fingers well, crossed you. for not tearing my breast, my nipple again. <laughs> yeah. Or mastitis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Please no mastitis or nipple tearing. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for sharing your adventures in breastfeeding. I think people probably find it very interesting. I know I've always found it interesting because I didn't breastfeed, which we will talk about in another podcast. Yeah. Um, So thanks for sharing that. And to all our listeners, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. And we would love to hear from you. If you have ideas for an upcoming show, drop us a line. And uh, if not, we will uh, see you next time.